Welcome to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. I'm Scott Law, and I'll assure you that this is not your typical Christian podcast, just spouting that old-time religion. We're exploring the intersection of our life and faith in a way that's fresh and new. We'll be unpacking deep theological concepts in a very fun and relatable way. Together, my father and I have traveled to over 125 countries, endeavoring to be the hands and feet of Christ. We've also faced incredible personal trials and tragedy, and we held on to the grace of God through it all. So the purpose of our podcast is to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear. Again, welcome to the Conversations Podcast. Sit down, turn it up, and enjoy. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Law. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with Pops Law, with my dad, Terry Law. Hi, Scott. <laughs> All right, we're back. We've been kind of on a rhythm of hope lately, trying to encourage ourselves, encourage others in the Lord as uh, we face trying times uh, physically, emotionally, psychologically, and financially with this COVID-19 virus outbreak all over the world. Trials and tribulations right now for a lot of people out there, and we want to encourage you in your faith and lift you up and challenge you to choose hope today. Dad, why don't you jump in? with what it is you want to start off? Well, we can go back to my favorite verse on hope, Scott. Luke 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. Has it ever occurred to you that you can abound in hope? You can have so much of it that it just bubbles over and blesses everybody else? There's something incredibly contagious about hope. Hmm. And when it gets you and grips you, it automatically energizes people around you. Your children are blessed. Your wife or husband are blessed. People say, how are you doing? And you just bubble over with the goodness of God and what God's doing. And God is doing wonderful things today in America in spite of what you see on television. So let's go back to that verse again. May the God of hope, Fill you with all joy and peace. Why and how does God fill you with joy and peace? When you dare to believe that you can have so much hope that you can abound in it, it'll bubble over and fill you and everyone around you with the goodness of God. And I love that verse in Romans eight twenty-eight. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God. That doesn't say that everything that happens to you is going to be good. There's going to be bad happening. It happens to all of us. Scott and I have both had uh, severe attacks on our lives. He had cancer four years ago. Uh, my wife died, and Scott's mother died uh, prematurely uh, many years back. And uh, we're here lifting up the name of the Lord, reaching out to you and telling you, get a hold on hope. Because uh, God's going to use it to bless your life. Go ahead, Scott. Let me, let me jump in here. Sometimes Dad can uh, get on a roll, and it's tough to interject because he's been doing this for 50 years, being, pay, being paid to talk, so I haven't. I wanted to jump in, Dad. When you, you quoted Romans fifteen thirteen, you talked about that you may abound in hope mm-hmm. or overflow in hope, and mm-hmm. I got the visual of of a vessel or a cup or, or a glass. The whole point of a glass is that we contain a liquid so we can drink it. And 
So if you think about it, you know, what else would we have? We have our hands, right? But if you, how many of you, you know, have poured something and got it over the counter and you're like, oh no, oh no, because it goes mm-hmm. everywhere and then it spills mm-hmm. over the counter and goes on the floor and then you got to clean it up and um, it gets on the carpet. And the way we get around that is we have a vessel, we have something to contain it, it holds it. It's a pint-sized thing that we can use and, and enjoy. But I was juxtaposing Romans 15, 13 in my mind just now to Psalms 23, David says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Mm. And I'm thinking of that oh, that's good. in relation to abounding in hope. Yes. My cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days. You talked about that yeah. a moment ago. Yeah. You know, I think that all ties together that we want to contain our hope. <laughs> we have a container, but we're meant to abound. It's meant to go beyond the borders of that cup, and it's supposed to spill out from our lives into the lives of those people around us. Mm. And when you think about it, you know people right now that are negative Nellies. Every time you get around them, Mm. they're going to start complaining and moaning and griping about something. Mm-hmm. some ailment you talked about an organ recital they're you know how you doing and they talk about their hearts and their lungs and their hip and their ankles exactly you know and they're always negative right and uh-huh. and you don't want to be around or you don't want to talk to them too much because that negativity kind of colors rubs you up. it rubs off. yeah they are they're abounding in in pity <laughs> they're mm-hmm. abounding in griping in, in despair in despair hopelessness yeah all of that and you are challenged and and you are encouraged in, in Romans and also in Psalms 23 to abound in in hope to spill over to have the goodness of God and the hope of God in your life that you choose to be filled up and to overflow in abundance and affect your spouse and your children and your friends you know that ability to choose is profound. I remember reading the uh, story of Stephen, Stephen Covey. Covey. Yeah, and he, he made a statement, and let me read what he said. One point seemed to have the greatest impact on people. What one idea resonated deeper in the soul than any other? If you were to ask what one idea was more practical, more relevant, more timely, regardless of circumstance. I would answer quickly, without any reservation, and with the deepest conviction of my heart and soul. The greatest thing that we can do is that we are free to choose. Mm. Wow. That's great. Are you listening to us, friends? The greatest gift that God has given you is your your ability to choose. Did you ever notice when... Uh, and I read this in um, Phil Yancey's book on the Jesus I Never Knew. When Jesus, just before he went to heaven and was crucified on the cross, etc., he prayed over the city of Jerusalem, and his heart was broken. And he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I would have gathered you like a hen would gather her chicks under her wings, but you would not. Think of the fact that Jesus made everyone all people were created by jesus he's the has the ability to to do what he wants to Mm. destroy what he wants blah 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 (laughs) and he sits there crying that people won't make up their own mind to choose that's the gift that's god's gift jesus backs off and uh, he says hey i'm here to bless you 
I'm here to do what you need. I'm here to handle your finances for you. I'm here to encourage your children and disease and everything else that's going on in your finance. But we have to choose to listen to him. We have to choose. And Scott, you made a major choice in the middle of your cancer to choose to praise the Lord, to sing the song that Andres Crouch sang, to God be the glory, and to praise God in the middle of, of all that pain. We're only a little bit in here, and, and you talked about before wanting to talk about Peter and how he, you know, the voice of hope, and mm-hmm. we haven't gotten to that yet. We oh, talked about okay. doing that the last podcast. We didn't get to it. All right. Can we jump into that now and talk sure. about that Sure. and stay on course with that? I want people to hear this again. The, when Peter was first introduced to Jesus, Jesus was choosing his disciples in the first chapter of John, and Andrew, Peter's brother, brings Peter to Jesus, and the Bible says Jesus looked at Peter. That's all he did. He looked at him, and then he said, you are Simon, the son of John, but you shall be called Cephas, or Peter the Rock. He changed Peter's name, and take those two phrases, you are Simon, but you shall be Peter. Those are God's words of hope to you. You are, and you shall be. Think of that. That's really an amazing fact. God says, here's what you are and here's what you say you are. Let me just develop this thought for for a moment here. The key in your walking in hope is saying what God says about you. So you say, I'll never break free of this habit. And God says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You say, I don't deserve another chance. And God says, the blood of Jesus continually cleanses us from all sin. You say, nothing ever works out for me. And God says, all things work together for them who love God. You say, I look bad. Who'd want to marry me? And God says, you are his workmanship created in his image. You say, I'll never get well. And God says, by his stripes, you are healed. You say, I'm a single mom and I can't raise the kids. God says, you can find grace and mercy to help in time of need. You say, my my professor makes me feel like a fool in university class. And God says, Mm. men will see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. You say, the nation's lost and I can't make any difference. And God says, go in your strength and save your nation. You say, I feel so alone in the world, and God says nothing can separate you from the love of God. You say, I am, and God says, you shall be. You shall be. You shall be a man or woman of hope. You shall bubble over. You shall abound with the hope that is in the Lord. That reminded me, we were talking earlier about a couple different figures in history, and I'm reminded of Sylvester Stallone and his uh, great epic movie, Rocky. He was uh, 30 years old. You know what? Jesus uh, changed Peter's name to Rocky. <laughs> he called him Peter the Rock. Hey, Rock. It's Rocky Balboa. There doing? he is. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> Sidebar. Yeah, so Sylvester Stallone had this great idea for Rocky. He was you know, almost living out of his car. He had just about $100 in his bank account. He had pitched it to a bunch of studios, they offered him $300,000 to buy, buy the rights to it. Mm. And he just sensed that he had this dream in his heart. He knew 
that he wanted to do it himself. He wanted to star and he wanted to direct it himself. He had the vision and mm. he had to hang on to that hope. And now, what, 44 years later, mm-hmm. he's done six Rocky movies. The franchise has done uh, over a billion dollars mm. um, wow. internationally. And he held on to hope that, you know, you talked about uh, you are Peter, Jesus said, mm-hmm. and your name shall be Cephas. Cephas, Peter the Rock. You will be the Rock. And, you know, Sylvester Stallone was hearing you are Sylvester Stallone, but you shall be Rocky Balboa. <laughs> he had hope there. and he hung on to there it. There you go. And yeah, maybe I'm a little creatively and, twisting and, that. And I understand that he's also a man of faith. That's what I've heard. Yeah. He's a believer. Yeah. And, and, to, and to take that even a step further to something that's, you know, obviously that's pop culture and it's Rocky and we've, you know, there's a statue in front of the Philadelphia Art Museum downtown mm-hmm. Philadelphia, you know, a fictitious character, but he's become part of the, the fabric in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, exactly. uh, in, in Philly. And when I think about something more pertinent to today and our history in America, I think of Harriet Tubman, an incredibly influential woman, an African-American woman, a slave who helped found and, and, and be under, a part of the Underground Railroad. Underground yeah. Railway. And her nickname among the slave community was Moses. Hmm. She liberated up to 3,000 slaves, some her family members and people she never even knew, and delivered them to the north and up to Canada. And the nickname for Canada was Canaan. Mm-hmm. And she was Moses. And she was illiterate. She was uneducated. She, was, she had uh, traumatic brain injury from getting injured by another slave. And so she had narcolepsy. She had all these things against her. But what she had was she had a dream that she got out of slavery. And she wanted everyone else to have that. Can you mm. imagine the hope when a young man or a woman would hear a story just, uh, you know, in hushed tones? Right. Hey, there's a woman. Her name's Moses. Her nickname's Moses. Moses can get us out of here. Imagine the hope that mm-hmm. would have risen up in the hearts mm-hmm. of those indentured slaves who are getting beaten daily to, to raise and pick cotton mm-hmm. um, and living in horrible conditions and were brought over from Africa. That's unbelievable hope. And imagine for those 3,000 souls who were able to get out and have that hope realized. And it, and it is said that Harriet Tubman never lost a slave. So mm. everyone that she went after, she Three, rescued. 3,000 of them. 3,000. That's, that's, wow. that's the word. It may, it may not be exact, but it's an yeah. upwards of 3,000. Mm. And so going back to Peter, <clears throat> your name is Peter and you shall be Cephas. Your name is Sylvester Stallone. You shall be Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. Your name is Harriet Tubman and you shall be Moses. Mm-hmm. I don't think she ever could have imagined herself mm. as being Moses. Right. But she was the liberator. She got a hold of hope somewhere. She got a hold of hope, and she helped others get a hold of hope and yep. believe that they can be saved from their, from their slavery. Well, that's actual crazy. slavery. I love it. I love it. That's hope. Mm-hmm. That's absolute hope. It really, really is. Why don't you share some more scriptures just to encourage as we uh, look to wind things up today? All right, Psalm twenty-seven, thirteen. I would have despaired, and as I said uh, two days ago. A despair is a form of hopelessness. When you don't have hope, you're hopeless, you despair. David says, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I I would would see see the goodness goodness of the Lord Lord in the land of the living. Friends, 
the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living here in America is is on its way to you and me. We're going to see our country turn around. We're going to see blessings come from God unlike anything we've ever dreamed. And this is not just for America. No. This is for any human that is alive that's listening to us right now. It's for the UK. Exactly. It's for those that in Italy that have struggled tremendously, those in China, if you somehow are able to listen to this. There is hope for you today, right now, and it's a choice. You can attain that hope. It's resident only in Christ because hope from a, a president or hope from a governor or hope from a prime minister, that's not hope. That's not real hope. Mm. That's an idea. That's a type or a shadow of hope. True hope is biblical hope. That's right. It comes from the cross. And it can only come from the heart of God. Absolutely. Keep going, Dad. Keep going. Oh. <laughs> Psalm 107, verse 8. In the Amplified, Oh, that men would praise and confess to the Lord for his goodness and loving kindness and his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and he fills the hungry soul with good. Psalm 103, this is the word I used so often when I prayed the Lord after your mother's death, Scott. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That must have been hard. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things Mm. so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And we could go on and on. And on and on and on. Because it's a big Bible and it's full of hope. (laughs) Hey, Dad, you know what? I think it would be apropos for why don't you lead all of us in a word of prayer to encourage those listening. Mm to grab a hold of hope in this turbulent time. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness, for your care. Thank you, Jesus came, sent from you, Father, from heaven to become a man like we and to uh, take our sin in his own body on the cross and to bring total redemption to us. And your name, Jehovah Rapha, is I am the God that healeth thee. And I'm praying for those across America right now in the midst of the fear of coronavirus, in the midst of perhaps a mild infection, perhaps serious infection. I pray that there will be a healing word from God go out if those people are listening to us right now, listening to our voice. I just speak the healing from God to your heart, to your body, to your situation, to your symptoms. We just speak a healing from God to you, in Jesus name. be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we encourage you in the faith, encourage you to grab a hold of hope in all that you're facing right now. You are Peter, but you shall be Cephas. Mm. You are Sylvester Stallone, you shall be Rocky Balboa. <laughs> you are Harriet Tubman, but you shall be Moses. Mm. You are struggling but you shall be free. You are sick, but you shall be healed. And that is the hopeful word. You are broke and you shall be blessed with prosperity. (laughs) Amen. That's a good one too. You are broke, you shall be blessed. (laughs) Amen. I think we all, we don't like that. (laughs) Thanks dad for the levity. (laughs) That's good. All right. Well, hey, thank you for being with us again. And uh, we look forward to 
talking to you again soon. Grace and peace on you all. Take care. Thank you for listening today to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. We hope you enjoyed it. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Terry Law Speaks. Go to terrylawspeaks.com if you'd like to book Terry to speak at your church or special event. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and many of the other major podcast platforms. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time as we continue to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear.